blanket bingo over here, baby cakes. <laughs> Let's rock. Thanks, Dad. Can I get a woman? No Man Presents, live from the Nudie Bar, the Married with Children Podcast. And here are your hosts, Jerry, Justin, and Al. Life's a beach, but we're here at the Nudie Bar, so it's all good. I am joined by the guy who, well, we were going to name him Tiger, but then the yellow went away, so we just went with Jerry. What's up, Jerry? They really thought I had jaundice for a while there, but uh, try to tell them I'm no paper tiger. The real deal, baby. (laughs) Absolutely. And the guy who hopes it's a G-spot, Justin, what's up, man? It's a 10-spot. Oh, (laughs) I can't believe that was said. That was great. I was like, holy cow. Jeez. (laughs) Sometimes this show still surprises me. It's crazy, damn it. It still surprises me at times. (laughs) Yep, guys. We're talking about Life's a Beach, Season 3, Episode 21. This was directed by Jerry Cohen. Writers Ralph Farquhar, Michael Moy. Yeah, this is a pretty iconic classic, Married with Children. It's... um, one of the reasons that we're in the golden years. This is an episode I watch probably every single year of my life in the summer. Like I'm a I'm the kind of person who likes to uh when the summer's here, I appreciate it so much cuz I live in Jersey and this winter suck. And uh I kind of do all summer stuff. Like I'll watch Point Break the movie, I'll watch this episode, I'll watch when Batman and the Joker are surfing. I watch Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. And all that kind of stupid stuff. and uh, But this is definitely one of the highlights of my summer. So I probably I probably have seen this episode more than any other marriage with children, I'd say. Wow. When Al decides the Bundy clan needs to spend quality time together, they pack up and head for the beach. Bud and Kelly walk in the front door, and they have these, like, uh, the kind of signs that you have on you when you're advertising something on a on a highway <laughs> the big billboard signs on your body and uh, one of them said Bundy please help us and the other one says this is our father with a picture of Al please give <laughs> like has it ever come to that for you guys uh no not at all I've never <laughs> had to guys I need help on my herring what here <laughs> you're a fish get out of here what do we get? Let's see. Marble slug. And this quarter I got from the blind guy. When he turned to watch you bend over. Yeah, you know, it's amazing how he sensed I was doing that. Right, Kel. Yeah, of course the quarter was from a blind guy who, uh, has the amazing ability to know when Kelly's bending over. Must be John Leguizamo. <laughs> whoever gets, by the way, whoever gets the, that joke, when this comes out, tell me in the group and you'll be my new favorite person. <laughs> Peg is uh, a real sneak thief because she even closes the door on a like a three by two closet 
when she's going through coat pockets. <laughs> like, it takes so much time. Like, how many jackets does Al wear that <laughs> that she'd have to invest that much time? Like, the time that the kids walked in and talked and everything else and went to open the door, did it really take that long to go through that tan jacket of Al's that she has to close the door? <laughs> I just assumed she was in there with it open, and then when she heard the kids coming, she closed it so she wouldn't get, like, caught and wouldn't have to share the money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that she was hoping they'd just go upstairs or something. I was just up in the bathroom, and I had an emotional experience. You washed your hands this time? No. <laughs> Anyhow, I'd like to share something beautiful with you. I was up there watching my little TV. And I saw that show that they call the Eight Family or something. You mean Eight is Enough? Yeah, that's the one. That is a uh, old TV show. <laughs> it's uh, it lasted like five seasons. It was canceled. It started in 1977 and ended in '81. So I was watching some pretty old reruns. Uh, Dick Van Patten was the big star of that show. I re- I recognize Willie Ames too. So is Kate plus eight a remake of eight is enough or is it just so happened that some, for some reason people like having eight people in their immediate family household? Yeah, I guess when you have eight, it's something to make a show about. Did that dad also also admit to not washing his hands and then rubbing his daughter's head? <laughs> I bet <laughs> if he has anything in common with Al. Anyway, the fat one they call dad <laughs> had this great idea that they all get together And, uh, well, I don't really know what it was about, but the important thing is they were all together and they did it as a family. Now, it made me think. See, we could do more together. For instance, how much do we really know about each other? Uh, but. (laughs) Right. Now, Bud, quick. When's Kelly's birthday? It was yesterday, Dad. (laughs) I'm sorry I missed it, honey. Okay, but we're getting away from the point of this family thing. Do you realize that we don't have a family picture? Well, you know, we were gonna get Ah, we were always gonna. We were gonna get the picture, we were gonna take that vacation, we were gonna get the kids vaccinated, but (laughs) something always came up. Not today. Today is gonna be Bundy Family Fun Day. We are going to be the four family. Only question is, where are we gonna go? It turns out Bud and Kelly were not vaccinated. Now, what did we find out about Kelly when she had that whooping cough that only lasted a few weeks? Yeah. See, I'm no longer attracted to Kelly because I like she's not vaccinated. I'm 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 out. I'm out that race. Yeah, I'll get over it until later in the episode. And then I'll be back <laughs> in this whole setup is just perfect. Right. Yeah. They want to take a family picture. Well, I don't have kids yet, but I guess me and Tiffany never really took any official. Like, we never went to Sears and took pictures or anything, but... Well, whatever. I saw a picture the other day of y'all in front of your house for your house anniversary. Yeah, two years we've been living here now. Yep. Oh, hi, you guys. Gee, you look great. <laughs> Lovely. Oh. <laughs> Anyhow, as you can 
As you can see, Steve and I are going to the beach. It's a little tradition we have. On the first sunny day in May, we always go to the beach to shake hands with Mr. Summer. <laughs> they, they do an awful lot to stop being cool. Just phrases like that and thoughts like that. It just takes away from... You say that, I'm looking at my new my notes, and it says, Steve looks cool, bro. <laughs> yeah, with the short shorts. <laughs> short shorts, that shirt, man, he's rocking it. I think, like, when I was, like, super young, it might have still been a thing. But I remember, like, even as early as, like, second grade, like, knowing that there was, like, this un like written rule for guys that your shorts needed to be past your knee or at least like on your knee. So I kind of, I didn't really wear shorts cause I didn't, I, I felt like my family would get me bad shorts. So I, I literally wore jeans like every day for like my entire life for a long time. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> even in, even when it was hot as hell it, and it helped that I was a skateboarder too, because they, you didn't really wear shorts even if it was hot as hell. Right. Yeah, I was too, and you're right. You don't wear shorts when you're a skateboarder. Marcy's chicken legs come back into the conversation. Uh, <laughs> we should grab one of them and make a wish. <laughs> but I digress. Uh, we really didn't come over to throw our happiness in your face. Actually, uh, I was wondering if you could do me a favor. What? Grab one of your wife's legs and make a wish? <laughs> If you have chicken legs, call me Colonel Sanders. No, baby, you do chicken right. When, now stay with me because this is kind of weird, but when they first show up, uh, Marcy's wearing her bathing suit. You can clearly not see her nipples. You cannot see them when they came in. Now, you can barely see them when Steve starts explaining the fender bit fender bender whiplash with the other family at all but as uh, but as soon as it turns to marcy like steve telling marcy that uh if you have chicken legs call me colonel sanders you can see her nipples so prominently <laughs> like they are bam there but here's the funny thing as soon as they get done talking about that the chicken thing and it goes back to her you cannot see them again they're gone they're, they're barely there. When she says, I, if, if I didn't see you do it before, I would have thought your spine snapped like a twig. You can't see him again. Yes, exactly. And I'm just like, she got really turned on talking about chicken with Steve. <laughs> this Colonel Sanders thing, um, is this the same guy who hung out with Elvis? Was the Colonel? Was that him? Because didn't Elvis have, always have a bucket of fried chicken? Isn't that <laughs> one of his main problems? That's, that and hoagie sandwiches. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, is it the same Colonel? Uh, and I was going to say, you guys ever notice these new Kentucky Fried Chicken commercials? Like, they have a new guy playing Colonel Sanders every single time now. Yeah, they started with the joke that there was multiple ones, and then uh, Norm MacDonald was the only real one. Right. And they keep bouncing between. I think the new KFC commercials are fantastic. <laughs> uh, I hate that. I always hate the KFC commercials. Taco Bell is killing it with commercials right Yo, now. Yo, but... Arby's has the best Facebook out there, period. Oh they are killing it with nerds. They are putting out, like, references to, like, animes that even I've got to Google. Wow. Yeah, I don't want to go on that page. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm not that hungry. 
Uh, Steve gets in a fender bender with a rather large gentleman. You know, not like a dwarf that you punch in the head. Did you check this time? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I uh, had a little fender bender with a rather large gentleman. So I did what any thinking adult would do. I threw myself on the ground and screamed whiplash. (laughs) Unfortunately, he and his carload of children did the same thing. You know, Steve, if I hadn't seen you do it before, I really would have believed your spine had snapped like a twig. (laughs) I had those kids going, didn't I? (laughs) Anyhow, I, uh... I forgot my insurance card, so, uh... I put the information in this envelope for him, and I was wondering if I could, uh, tape it to your door. Why our door? I pleaded poverty, and to prove it, I gave him your address. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Let's beat it, babe. You know, Peg, Steve just gave me a great idea. We're going to have Bundy Day at the beach. You can always tell the class or something of people by people who say, like, oh, my aunt's coming over or my aunt is coming over. And envelope or envelope. And things like some, – sometimes there's these like fancified way of saying words that it just seems out of place. So for her to say that, it always struck me as odd that she said it that way. But it's cool because it kind of like brings her up a little bit in a, in a good way, you know. Mm. Peg, what are you doing? There's a new odor in this house. <laughs> uh, no, that's the old one. <laughs> I think it's coming from this envelope. Hey, I smell it too, Mom. It's money. But I don't recognize the denomination. Well, then that means that it's more than five. Hey, I hope it's a G spot. Honey, that's a 10 spot. So she smells it, and like we alluded to earlier, Kelly hopes it's a G-spot, and so would I. (laughs) But do you guys ever refer to money as spots of any kind? Like, I think uh, later down the road says something about a five-spot riding on you or something like that. So do you guys ever say 10-spot, 20-spot, 5-spot? The only way – like the way that I thought that was properly used is if let's say me and Alex went to Taco Bell and – I left my wallet at home and I was like, oh, can you hit me with a five spot like that? Because you're spotting somebody five dollars. But like, I've never just heard somebody call it that for the purpose of like as like another currency name. You know what I mean? I always heard it in terms of lending. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. A hundred dollar bill. Gee, the nerve of that, Steve. He didn't trust us enough to tell us there was money in that envelope. You know, I am really hurt. Kids, now I don't want you to think that everyone is as dishonest as Steve. So to show you that honesty is the only way, we're going to take Steve's money and leave a note for that guy telling him exactly where to find Steve. <laughs> what a day! We're going to have Bundy Day at the beach. We're going to get a nice picture like that eight family, and then we're going to dinner. Yeah! Uh, uh, You're hungry, too? (laughs) What the hell, everybody? And if they go to the same place they went to uh, eating out, they're not going to have enough money. Uh, You could forget the coffee. They're they're not going to have enough money for four hamburgers. 
because wasn't that like two hundred and thirty seven dollars or something? Yeah. <laughs> they take it and leave a note telling this guy where to find Steve and, and Marcy, which is really screwed up. Like, why not just take it? Right? Like, wouldn't you just take it and just act and have the guy go, oh, gee, I thought he was going to leave it. I guess he forgot. He's trying to teach his kids honesty. <laughs> you got to be honest with people or there will be consequences. Dad, look what we did. <laughs> we're, we're here. <laughs> so they show up at the beach. And, you know, this kid's building a sandcastle and he wants to show his dad or whatever. He takes off. The bunnies walk over and, uh, you know, the we're here and drop their stuff onto this castle, crushing it. So you can already tell the bunnies are here. Uh, Kill. Do I spell man or what? Well, if you connect your zits, you might. <laughs> well, either that or Mississippi. <laughs> Again, another situation where we actually don't see any zits. Okay, let's talk about the set now. You know, we kind of had an we took umbrage with the whole videotaping a random hotel and Al Shoe convention. So now we're back to getting another another set. Now this is clearly not a beach. <laughs> <laughs> like somebody ordered like you know uh, two thousand pounds of sand. And got some cheap fences and cheap uh, plants to just block out the background. <laughs> Did it still – does it make you feel like you're at the beach still? I don't know. I've never been to the beach. Well, I used to live on the beach and uh, yeah, it was fine. Right. It wasn't like a glaring issue. It, it's because they never they never showed the water and the effects of water on people. Besides the the, the well, one little thing, but yeah, yeah. Uh, they never show like like even Steve giving getting out of the ocean. They quickly go into distracting you with other things, <laughs> so you never really concentrate on the ocean part of it. And I think that helps with its believability. Yeah, I'm glad they did that scene with Steve too, because you're right, that sells it. Like if nobody went in the water, that'd be weird. And that little thing you're talking about is when they show the like. The, where the water meets the beach and it's just like still water, but you could tell someone's flapping it to give it some like vibrational effect. I mean, somebody could have at least like poured big, uh, you know, like the when the guys win the Super Bowl and the guy dumps the uh, Gatorade on him, like you could at least do that and we could see some kind of like waves f- come in or something. Uh, but they didn't even do that. They just like padded the water so there's slight vibrations in a still pond like water but okay it's all good because it doesn't hurt this episode any um and did you guys notice because i've like i said i've seen this more than anybody so when um when the bundies get there and they sit down they get all situated you could see marcy in the far off to the right i did not i did not i didn't i didn't notice either yeah she's they're close enough that that she would have absolutely glanced over and goes oh god they're here i did think it was weird that the bundies and uh the roads never met up on this beach <laughs> like that i will say that i kept waiting for that to happen and it didn't happen and normally i would be like that's a disappointment but it it, it kept me where i couldn't figure out where the story was going right yeah it's weird it's like you would think that 
Al ruin her day there or whatever. I mean, the only thing that you could possibly say that they cooked up was this whole contest that Bud and Kelly have, you know, who could get a squeeze. Like, other than that, it's just hanging out and whatever happens, happens, you know? So that's pretty cool. Well, I'm buffed and ready. I'm going to go find me a babe. You couldn't find a woman in a gynecologist's office. <laughs> oh, yeah. Five bucks says I get a squeeze before you. You're on. <laughs> it's a sucker bet, Kel, because unlike the dances at school, this time I get to take my top off. <laughs> and I was like, damn, homie, just, just putting her business out like that. I got to get to these dances. For real. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, once he, you know, is he thinks he got it going on, Kelly drops the button-up shirt and reveals her body. Uh, I all of a sudden no longer care about vaccinations. <laughs> Oh man, I, I it's weird to me, you know, because like obviously this character is supposedly you know sixteen, seventeen years old, and they have like the audience cheer, you know what I mean? I'm like, okay, so it was like totally fine to be a pervert back then, right? Like, yeah, apparently <laughs> nobody cared because all the guys in the audience are hooting and hollering. Here's the thing. They've always like it's if you go back to the 80s, we were constantly watching movies that was sexualizing 16 to 16, 17 year olds. So that's just that's not and it's not like when? it doesn't happen. I didn't wa- I didn't watch any. Of what those. do you mean when look at all the co- romantic comedies? Yeah, but those are those then. are Half actors have... who are not 16 and 17, though. You know no. what I'm saying? Like Molly Ringwald was not. Even I don't know why I pulled her up, I but you know she was of age when she made that movie or those movies. Okay, well, first of all, no one sexualizes Molly Ringwald because she's not that attractive. Yeah, I, well, I don't. I just think she. This is the only name I know. But I get. I, I do get what you're saying. So yes, and I'm sure someone can dig and pull out where they've done it multiple times. I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, but it I, is just fascinating to me that that this actress is under. You know, wasn't, 18. Wasn't Wait. Britney Spears under 18 when she put out her first music video, Baby Hit, one more time, where she's like uh, super? Was she? No, yeah, I don't I'm think pretty so. sure she was. I don't know. Well, here, Ke- uh, Kelly was born in on November 25th, 1971. This is May of 89. Britney Spears was 16 year old. 16 year olds during the baby one more time music video. Are you serious? Holy yes. Cow. She was 16. That's Jesus. what I'm saying. I think the thing is, is we don't realize it. Cause a lot of times, um, well, to be we're, fair, we're I was watching... like freaking like well, yeah, no, seven back then. Anyway. But so the, the, the point is I, a lot of times we don't notice it cause they always use, uh, people. A lot of times they use actors that don't even look like they should be in high school. Yeah, in like Nev Campbell and the cast of Scream. And like Luke Perry. Yeah. <laughs> Who are like but, 30. And, and that's the thing. And, and I guess that's the reason why. But sometimes they don't care if they're not going too far with it. But Married with Children goes way too far with it with yeah. their young person a lot of times. Well, judging by the next episode that we watch, um, we assume that the proper age would be 16, 17 for, for Kelly. And in the previous episode, the 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 baby the um slumber party episode, 
it's revealed that she's 16. Right. But in real life, but I'm just concerned about my legality of it. Like, yeah, yeah, I yeah. know I have to know what she really is while I'm sitting. Okay, so how old is she in real life at this time? Seventeen. Okay, well that's still not that's still not eighteen. <laughs> so Al's wearing his nineteen eighty five Bears Chicago Bears hat, which can. How be... did you know that was nineteen eighty five? Because does it have a date on it? It's it's the only. Uh, hat, it's like the hat of the '85 Bears. Like every Bears fan kind of knows that. Like even when they try to like uh, bring it back, it was called the '85 Bears hat. It's so like during, so right after '84, they changed their logo for one year and then reverted back or got a different one. That I don't know, but all I know is like um, it's just it's just the hat of the '85 Bears for some reason, um, and it's it can also be seen in. Uh, Griswold's Christmas Vacation. Clark is wearing it throughout the entire movie. Wait, eighty-five Bears isn't that the season that they won the Super Bowl? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I guess that would make sense. Why, like, eighty-five has more, like, has a reason for them to remember, but it's just still very odd to me. Yeah, and I have that hat. I actually bought it in Chicago Bears Stadium, and I wear it every time I go to the beach or go Christmas tree shopping. So you could tell what a loser I am. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, they go like to one take day. Up. Somebody's gonna be like, "Oh, you're Christmas shopping, and you have this '85 Bears hat. You're Wait. a Christmas vacation fan." <laughs> Has this <laughs> ever happened? Say that. Has this ever happened to you? Has anyone ever called you out on wearing the hat while Christmas shopping or at the beach? Dude, I've bought like three or four Christmas trees already in that hat, and nobody has noticed. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Dedication to a, a useless reference. That is that is Alex right there. That is fantastic. <laughs> I'm waiting now. Probably like eight years later, somebody's going to say, hey, that's that hat, isn't it? <laughs> oh, my God. So at all Al wants is the family picture. He'd actually like to just take it and get out of here, but he's going to have to stay at the beach. Okay, everybody. Let's get together for the picture. Kids. Damn, I could have taken that picture and been home already. Everybody take a picture of me so you can remember me when I was beautiful. Well, you're going to get worse? Shut up and take the picture. And what's funny is this whole line right here is just the foreshadowing of what the next episode is. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's kind of funny. I do, and I do love that they both look away because of attractive people showing up when he goes to take the picture. So she doesn't notice he didn't take the picture. That was fantastic. And he got a nice picture, man. That's true. <laughs> okay, honey, let's get comfortable. Uh, Foot powder. Yeah. <laughs> Binaka. Deodorant. <laughs> Zinc oxide. Yeah. Okay. Here's a little something for you to read. Uh. Honey, will you put oil on me? Oh, leave me alone. The only thing I didn't know what it was was Bananaka. Oh, Bananaka. That's a breath spray. Oh, okay. Yeah, you, you should remember that from the Garbage Pail Kids movie. Uh, I try not to remember things from the Garbage Pail <laughs> Kids movie. 
my son. I'm trying to get an all-over tan. Well, you're asking a lot of the sun. If I ever go to the beach and then we, we meet up with people later, I'll, I'll tell this story as if it was my own. And I'm, I'm always fascinated that these overweight women are willing to take this and, and like on national television. It's not like at this point, it's a popular show. Like You know everyone in America almost that's cool is going to see you get ridiculed. But they're real uh, troopers, man. I mean, they're good sports. <laughs> yeah, I mean – they're, they're, I mean, I guess it would be like me if I was like in if I was in a movie or a TV show where they made fun of like like me being a nerd or how weak I was or something. You know, the football player throwing a football at my head or something. You'd, you'd be up for it, right? Yeah. Just know who you are. But it seems more degrading to be a fat woman. It just seems like it's not it's a little more hurtful than just making fun of you for being a nerd. I think it's just because like you you know, like. The way the world has been set up, the way we're all raised is that, you know, to use the uh, best metaphor ever, to uh, a woman's self-esteem is like a bathtub. It takes forever to fill up, but it takes like one second to drain. <laughs> so, like, it'll it'll take you for <laughs> That's you, a terrible metaphor. What do you mean? No. It you doesn't even take one second to drain any bathtub. It takes like two minutes to drain. It's not literally – it means it takes lo- much longer to fill up her confidence but it takes one comment to drain it. It takes one bolt to remove and tear it. It all falls apart. Yeah, but the the I'm ratio. Sorry, I'll change it to I'll change it to one minute to make up. you happy. You're nitpicking, <laughs> but, but the, for the stupid. No, I'm being serious. Oh the the ratio for oh draining and filling up is not it, that different. It really <laughs> yes. is. It seems like it is, but it's no, not. It, it, it is very different. Not I want I. I how much? How much? How much? Difference? Okay, Patreon. We're gonna fill a bathtub and drain it and time each thing, oh and we're gonna God. see if you're right. Yeah. <laughs> and next, we're gonna watch pots boil to see how long that takes. Will salt affect it? Find out on our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Peg says, "I got a little something for you to read," and pulls out one of those old, like, portable TVs. And uh, that is also great because another uh, nerdy moment for me. I don't have many of them, but I have a couple, so uh, I'll mention them. Says the guy who goes Christmas shopping and to the beach wearing the same hat, waiting for someone to get the reference. I'm just very secure, so I'm going to go ahead and, and let you know You're all this. You're so close to quoting Monty Python movies, it's not even funny. <laughs> well, Al does that, and in honor of that, I pull out my phone and watch this episode in that same area of my lap while I'm at the beach. What? Wow. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've heard people going and reading a book on the beach, but... <laughs> Honey, will you put oil on me? Oh, leave me alone. Excuse me. Would you mind putting some oil on my back? Well, I, I'd be honored. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's already funny. And then it's just a great moment because you're like living vicariously through Al because that never happens. <laughs> I mean, uh, Jerry, you've been to the beach. So has that ever happened to you? Has a, a stunning 10 ever walked over and asked you to rub oil on her? Nope. And I lived in Panama City Beach on the beach and it never happened. Uh, I mean, I didn't go to the beach that often, but I know people who went to the beach and not once did someone go, Jerry, you are not going to believe this. But today, when I was down on the beach <laughs> watching Married with Children on my phone, oh. wearing my Chicago Bears hat, Whoa. this 10 out of 10 came up to me and asked me to rub 
oil all over her back. Hey, listen, man, I'm just trying to live out. Okay, you know what? I'm done. <laughs> but you're right. No, it's I've it's never happened. I've never met anyone that's had that happen to them. Maybe it used to be popular or something, but not in the 2000s and up at least. Yeah. Yeah, it ain't happening no more, actually. And now guys would be afraid to do it because they'll be probably be sued or something or end up in jail. Hey, Al, look at this. Ah! <laughs> I'm sorry, he can't right now. He's blind. <laughs> really? Wait till I tell my friends. I made a blind man drool. <laughs> And uh, the blonde notices that he was drooling the whole time as well. (laughs) I made a blind man drool. And of course, the thing uh, you are all now noticing a lot due to our show here, the uh, staff of Married Children is doubling up on the same uh, theme, I guess, of a joke. This is now the second blind person joke in this one episode uh earlier was the blind man who noticed kelly bending over and now uh, she made a blind man drool so oh yeah by the way i'm glad you mentioned like the panama thing where in chicago would there be a beach i believe like this summer or last summer i guess obviously i i looked it up and i posted something on our facebook group page that I I was curious. Oh, maybe there really is. Um, maybe there is a beach because I said I wonder what beach they would have actually been at had this episode be real. Here I'm gonna write. Wow, there is a bunch. Yeah, I'm looking at a beach, and then you can see Chicago's skyline uh, across from it. So this is possible. This episode. Um. Yeah. Aren't they kind of by uh, uh, a lake? Right. They're by um. Which one of the Great Lakes. I yeah. forgot about that. Yeah, they are. Is that constitute a beach, though? Uh, yeah, it is if you call it. A, it's only a beach if you look at it from the ocean. <laughs> it's like, I mean, yeah, I, I think that that counts as a beach, right? I won't, I won't count it as a beach because a beach to me has to be on the ocean. But at the same time, I'm not going to be like, hey, JP, you want to go to the lake shore? <laughs> like it just like you're dumb. Just call it a beach. So I'll, I, I'll allow it. I don't agree with it, but I'll allow it. I I do. I do. I don't think a beach – I don't know if it – like you said, some – it doesn't constitute as a beach unless there's an ocean in front of it. But a beach is a beach. I mean, so – Is that true though? I don't – I don't know. Uh, uh, a beach. A pebbly, or, a, peb, a pebbly or sandy shore, especially by the ocean between high and low water marks. So especially, so it, but not exclusively. Yeah. So yeah, it could, it could <laughs> definitely be. Yeah. Interesting. I want to hear something funny. Uh, one time I got a second job um, and I was just working with three other people at night. And this girl that I was working with was re- like we were she was known. She was like literally Kelly, but she had brunette, brunette hair. And she was nice. like she literally said like the dumbest things all the time wow and um it it was really funny because i used to make fun of her so bad to her face and she just wouldn't even get my jokes yeah you know what i mean she just she wasn't bad i wouldn't say she was hot she wasn't kelly hot then okay yeah she wasn't kelly hot but she was like i would say like a seven you know what i mean 
And um, one time we were working and like we live like we live in in Pennsylvania, obviously, but we live like 45 minutes south of Pittsburgh. And we were working and we were talking about the area and how it sucks, like where we were working at. And she was like, yeah, it's so messed up. Like, they should build an ocean around here or something. (laughs) (laughs) And I just was like, I was like, you might have just topped your best moment of all time with that comment. She's like, what? They should build an ocean. Number one, there's man-made lakes, but uh, honey, you're barking up the wrong tree here. Wow, you, (laughs) you legit knew a Kelly. Yeah, you did. I know. I, just, I never made that comparison. You should have asked her to spell cat or ha-ha. You know what was absolutely funny? She said that, like, the same week that we started this podcast. Wow. Yeah. Because wow. this was back – remember when you guys started messaging me about it? It was I, I was saying that I was working nights at the – you know, doing this extra job. Yeah. And it was, it was right during that. <clears throat> Amazing. Well, does she have an imaginary friend named Chip? Probably not. Well, Bud does, and <laughs> and he throws football t- footballs to him uh, right next to two hot chicks. Now, did you guys try to capture that in your mind and know who you tell us you'd rather have, the left or the right one? No, because I assumed they were too young, so I, I did not uh, do that. <laughs> did not partake in any of these thoughts, Alex. Well, hey, not every chick. Number one, the Al Bundy girl, the blind drooling thing, she's not too young. And then the girl who would do anything for a rock video – I think she's old enough, and definitely the one who wants to know what time it is is definitely. They're all on the table as far as I'm. Yeah, those are, but these two specifically did not look old enough. Okay. So what did we look up for actors and actresses? Do we have anything? Yeah, I know you're not able to pinpoint these girls yet, right? Dude, I tried. I I tried so hard to like start matching these people, but literally. The only people, because if you, three of the people, when you Google their name and married with children, it shows the uh, same chick who was going to be in a rock video right? on three of the names of the cast. <laughs> so I, I, I couldn't figure out anything. I couldn't look them up. Um, most of them have done nothing, like small bit roles in TV, like 12 appearances, and that's it. Oh, check this out. So you know how we always like we're we're like addicted to finding out if these people have ever been naked. Oh yeah, oh, it's so, addicted maybe. So uh, I mean, I mean, dude, no, on, I, we, I we barely do it care. every episode. If there's a chick in the episode, we do it. I'd say that's that qualifies as almost an addiction. Oh, I haven't even noticed. Yeah, go ahead. I would say that's just uh, dedicated research. <laughs> okay, well, so I was watching. I was bored the other night at work, and you know, working nights, there's nothing to do after a certain point. So I was like, I had already watched so many. movies movies i was like burnt the hell out on movies over the past couple weeks so i was like i should watch a tv show and then i was like i want just something disposable that i don't really have to pay attention to so i started ink master you guys ever watch ink master no 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 okay it's a reality competition with tattoo artists really cool show anyway i think i was on like season six or something and there's this chick and she starts flipping out about her tattoo and she had these giant boobs, and I was like, I'm looking this chick up. I, so I, like, found her name, and turns out she does porn. <laughs> wow. Who is she? Not that I would know, but... Mary Jean. Oh, yeah. I mean... Kind of, like, la- Latina. Yeah, I know her. Do you really? Oh, yeah, of course. 
Um, no, but I, it's it so funny. I'm starting yet, but... to do this with other shows now. <laughs> yeah, she has tattoos all over her. So what was she saying about it? She didn't like her design. Oh, she hated it. She she was like flipping out. It's funny. I gotta look that up. <laughs> yeah, it was like um, it was like episode like six or seven of season six, I think. Okay, thanks. <laughs> so, um, Jerry, wait, move move over yes, a little bit. there is a bug drowning on the oil. Come on, can I set, deliver my yeah. joke, please? Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. You weren't so distracted by Latino porn stars. Okay, so Kelly is fake drowning. Now, that is insanely against the law. <laughs> like, she might as well run out of a theater screaming fire. Oh, okay, but she pulled not, a squints, dude. She's not fake drowning. She just called for help. Oh, did she? Why did I write fake drowning? Fake drowning. She just said help, help. <laughs> oh, scratch that. Like a foot away from him. I was like, do you have a, like a special scene I don't know about? Was Kelly wet? <laughs> was Kelly wet? I missed it. <laughs> I don't know why I wrote fake drowning. Because I, I know this episode. I, I just convinced myself that's what she was doing. <laughs> How is that possible, though? She's just standing there. I don't know. I was really confused. <laughs> but uh, if she was, uh, CPR would be absolutely mandatory, by the way. Hold up. Before she did that, what did you think of the line, who should be the lucky winner of what is behind bikini number one? <laughs> I don't remember that line. Oh, yeah, because she was searching for a guy. That she is basically going to let someone <laughs> see her completely naked on this beach. God. When I heard that, I was like... Wow, and then and then she does the fake help thing, or I'm sorry, the fake drowning. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the lifeguard comes over, and when he asks what's wrong, she goes, "Well, I'm I feel sad every time I see an empty spot behind a rock. Will you join me?" Then it was like um, that girl, like somebody was yelling for help. Maybe that's where Alex got that, or or something. Yeah, and then and then he's like deciding about like, oh, what should I do here? Yeah, maybe that's how I cross channels there. <laughs> but uh yeah <laughs> yeah because kelly says why come to the beach if you can't swim so that's where it was that's where it happened that's true why would you um so al appears to be drinking budweiser i can definitely decipher that now uh they eventually get their own beer something called girly girl beer but for, that's, that's what we're is in front of us as you can see in our show's banner done by josh <laughs> james look him up hire him he just did a, a couple of our friends or mafia yeah, Horror Mafia's banner looks great. So if you guys have a podcast and you need a guy to to make a nice banner for your show. Or a YouTube channel. He could bang yeah, he could probably I, bang out some sweet YouTube channel artwork. Yeah. I reached out to him. I'm kinda trying to come up with ideas. Yeah. It's great. It's it just makes your show so official, like us. So, um yeah, Alice seems to be drinking Budweiser, so that's pretty cool. He's drinking at the beach, which is really tough. Because I drink at the beach all the time, but now you have to, like, pour it into something else while it's in the cooler and then lift it out of there as if it's something else. Like, you're not allowed to really drink on the beach, but I do it pretty much all the time. I had a friend's mom who would go to her son's t-ball games and pour beers in pop cans. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she was an alcoholic. Oh, cool. (laughs) Yeah, so... Michael Faustino, David Faustino's brother, is in this episode. We can't really find out where. It's either one of the little kids with Marilyn Bemis, which the scene we're about to talk about, or the kid who was building the sandcastle in the beginning of the episode. We're not really exactly sure 
So the lifeguard that we mentioned earlier who was deciding whether he's going to go with Kelly or the, rescue the girl in the water, he has appeared in three Married with Children episodes. Uh, this one, Kelly Does Hollywood, Part 2, and Nooner or Later. And he has a brother, Andrew, who I think is the guy in the yard sale episode who was talking to the dead parrot. That might have been him. So... Al's just, you know, chilling there, and Marilyn Bemis shows up. I know that hand. Al? Al Bundy? Well, don't you recognize me? Marilyn Bemis? <laughs> it's been a lot of years. It sure has. You still look great, Al. You work out a lot. No, I barely eat. <laughs> what you been up to? Well, I got married, got divorced, had a couple of kids in that order. <laughs> Uh, kids, listen, be careful there. Don't get any sand in the beer. You know, I think a lot about you, Al. Remember those nights at the drive-in? You used to hide me in the trunk of the car to save that dollar? <laughs> and then it'd be right from the trunk into the back seat. Remember, Al? <laughs> yeah, those were the good old days. And it's so great the way Al's laughing and, like, waving his hand over Peg's face to see if she's awake. Oh, it's a nice day, isn't it, Al? Yeah. Al, would you do me a, a small favor? Would you make love to me right here, right now? Uh, I'm married. Well, I don't care. She's uh, right here. <laughs> well, I don't care. It'll make it more exciting. Well, I'll send the kids away if you want. I'll send the kids away if you like. What do you mean? You let them watch? <laughs> yeah, I'll send them away if, if it makes you feel... Yeah, like, and I love how Al, like, goes, <laughs> and waves to the kids. Yeah, Marilyn, you always were one that would go that extra mile, but... Uh... <laughs> I don't want this to get out, but see, I really kind of like my family. I don't think it'd be right. Now, don't feel insulted or anything. I'd say the same thing to my wife if she asked for sex. That's too bad, Al, because you are and always will be the one man for me. Yeah, it is also like uh, she says she got married, divorced, and then had kids in that order. And I'm like, so are you going around and like getting like getting guys to have sex with you so that you can then hit them up for child support or alimony? That's how you make your living or something? Gary? Gary Kane, you still look great. You work out a lot. Come on, kids. That's a real gold chain he's wearing. Oh, I hate the beach. Yeah, she's a gold digger. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty pathetic. Uh, She's gold digging the wrong up the wrong. Mile. Yeah, this is some severe low class gold digger stuff. But yeah, like what did she see about Al with the portable TV? <laughs> Come on, kids, that's a real portable TV he's got there. Come on, kids, did you see that 1985 Chicago Bears hat? <laughs> Alex wears one just like it when he goes Christmas tree shopping. <laughs> Oh, oh my that's god. That's funny, man. Yeah, so now does Al get a sex point for avoiding sex with any woman? Is there just is Nope. It, no. Okay. Nope. It's gotta be between him and him and uh <laughs> or him and Peggy. I almost said Marcy for some reason. Sex points between him and Marcy. What do you think? This nightmare on Al Street? 
No, I looked down at my notes and and saw Marcy's name because we're about to see go do a scene with her. So I was like, so I was like, between Alan, her. Yeah, but it's funny because how is Marilyn a prize to Al? She has two kids. <laughs> She's like forty. I don't know. Like, I don't see why Al would destroy his whole life for her. If like, she was she... Latina, you'd be all over it. Uh, she can go to Gary Kane for all I care. Steve, you know, I just couldn't take my eyes off you as you emerged from the water. <laughs> Sun glistening off your powerful arms. Your blonde, uh, dark hair framing your powerful shoulders. You move with the easy grace of a jungle cat. <laughs> That is just the greatest joke ever. Like, this guy walks by. He's like your typical 80s, buff, tanned-up, blonde, weird, haircutted guy. Ladies, ladies, please tell me y'all don't find that attractive. Because, like, to me, that is the gr- – like, none of uh, us – like, Any guy that Kelly is interested in this episode, like, I just don't get it. No, because they all – like, I, I guess I – maybe – it's because guys, we don't like muscles really, but I, I've never understood the whole being attracted to bodybuilder types. It, it's, it's, it looks gross to me. Like just, Oh, no way, dude. Oh God. That's so disgusting. Oh, when I'm at my peak, dude, the chicks could yeah, not, but you're not a bodybuilder. <laughs> like your average, your average, like man muscle. Yeah, yeah, but so are these guys. Like Chris, no, 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 no. You're like Chris Hemsworth's type of body. And these dudes over what? here trying to look like uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger in his prime and his, like, Speedo, and it's just gross. I don't know. I just th- – like, I, they just they just seem so lame to me. <laughs> you know what I think it is? Is the difference here is, like, Alex grew up in a time uh, slightly before us where that was actually cool. But, like, yeah. you and I, JP, are more into where it was more about, like, having, like, the smaller but just tight body – like a Tom Cruise – kind of thing yeah. you had abs but you weren't like bulging like you had yeah yeah like, like, like you i can tell you bulging. right now when i was in high school nobody cared about how big you were in terms of like bodybuilder size like like yeah girls like more fit guys but for the most part like it seemed like the dudes that would pull the most chicks were like kind of skinnier honestly huh. um but yeah i mean i don't think that was as important in my generation at all. And I think, I think that it was actually not like, I can't even remember one person that, that, uh, look like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, I think, but there must be a 10 year gap. Cause there was definitely, that was the thing. Like all the guys who were really Jack got the hottest girls that we couldn't even believe. But, uh, and the regular guys kind of got regular chicks. So, like, girls did see it that way. It was almost like they saw him as, you know, the head cheerleader goes out with the high school quarterback. The the hotter girls go out with the better, the, the built guys. Like, that's how it was. But, you know, we live in two different areas. It's, and ten, a decade away from each other in age, so. But, uh, so. Yeah, our Arnold Schwarzenegger was trying to jingle all the way and tell kids <laughs> it's not a tumor. Your Arnold Schwarzenegger was Conan the Barbarian and telling people to get into the chopper. Get to the chopper! Go! But one guy who does not look like Arnold Schwarzenegger is Steve, and he comes out of the ocean with... With the grace of a jungle cat. (laughs) And he has pollution. He has, like, a coffee filter on his back. He has, like, that six-pack ring pulling out of his shorts. Like, it is just great. You move with the easy grace of a jungle cat. 
Oh, well, you know, uh, my parents toyed with the idea of naming me Tiger. But then the yellow went away and they went with Steve. That's when Steve tells everybody he had jaundice. Well, he didn't have jaundice. I mean, he would have had jaundice. But yeah, he did. I, I don't know what they were. Tr- no, I'm pretty sure jaundice is lifelong. Okay, here you go. No, never mind. You're actually jaundice usually goes away on its own after mild treatment. However, if a severe case of it is left untreated for too long, the baby can get blah blah blah. So yeah, he actually could have had it as a young kid and a mild, very mild case of it, and got treated. Wow, looks like your boy was treated. He was treating everybody on that beach to the show is what he was doing. <laughs> so Bud gets rejected by a hot chick on a rock. She just says, please. <laughs> Bud helps a little girl fix her bucket. Bud Bon Jovi uh, tells a smoking hot blonde that he's doing music videos. And she said she would do anything to be in a music video. Yeah, boy. And so you shall. And oh, my God. Yeah, this isn't this isn't going to be the last time Bud makes believe he's he's somebody else in the music industry, like uh, Bud Jagger Richards or whatever. Like he he does this stuff, and uh, it works all the time for some reason. Like all you got to tell a chick in the late eighties, early nineties is that you're a music producer or whatever, and they're down to do whatever they got to do to get into this business. Yeah. I'm starting to notice that um, Bud actually relies on the same type of jokes a lot. What's that? Like, cause you're saying he's going to use this joke more and more and more. Yeah. And we were just talking about how he reuses the uh, TV show to teach Kelly the wrong things joke. Oh, yeah. And now I'm starting to go, you know what? Maybe it's not the fact that um, they're reusing jokes as much as they're telling us, Bud's not as smart and slick as we think he is. He does have limitations, and he kind of falls back on the same old, same old to get him through. Yeah, it's funny because this is going to happen. It seems like it happened a lot in season three, and I feel like as we move on, it a lot of this gets strayed from. And I wonder if it's because they're still developing and stuff, and once they establish themselves – I think by season four, we're not going to see as much repeated things anymore. Um, I do wonder, though, if Marcy's, like, sadistic, you know, torture ideas go away, too. That would be interesting to find out. Because I never really watched these in, like, sequential order, so. Yeah, so this little girl right here, JP, you should know her voice because you grew up in the same time period as I did. She uh, was a voice for The Land Before Time. You know The Land Before Time, right? she Ducky? No, because that chick's dead. Uh, Sarah? Yes. Sarah okay. the Triceratops. She was See, also I, in a I horror knew movie. There was some, I swear to God, I knew something was familiar about this girl, but I didn't look her up at all. Well, you might actually know her from the horror movie Dolly Dearest. No, I've never seen I've, I have seen that, but I, I haven't seen it enough to even ever recognize gotcha. her. Gotcha. I, I recognized her because she was the voice for Sarah from the first four Land Before Time movies. I think I've only seen the first two because after that it was way too – I was way singing. too old for it. It was way too damn singy. Yeah. But that but like the first one though is classic. Yeah. Classic. One of the best animated movies Alex, of all you, time. Uh you at least maybe saw the first one, right? No. Dude. Well now the classic. first one well, the first one was eighty four or eighty eight? Eighty four? I don't know. I don't know. I have it, it on it, VHS though. It was either 84 or 88 because the second one was like 93, 94. 
I have no idea. No, I I was not a. I I figured there's a chance you would be too old for it. Yeah, I was too old for Power Rangers, dude. Like for me, Ninja Turtles was the cutoff for that. But here's the thing: this was on the that first movie came out before the Ninja Turtles cartoon did. Oh, well, then I guess it wasn't on my radar. Yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, this little girl's <laughs> super creepy. Um, by the way, I just want to. It's creep. I love how Al's creeped out. Honestly, like at the, later on, but okay. Well, for now, yeah, this girl gets attached to Bud. Uh, he thinks nothing of it, other than now she's like interfering with him getting chicks. She's throwing buckets of water at two insanely hot girls. Do you have the time? Not for you, tramp. Like that's insane. That she cost Bud. Like that would be devastating. If I lost the chance with both of those girls because of this. I sitting. I'd be sitting here now, still thinking about it. He takes it pretty well. Yeah, like he is okay with this. Now, next time you watch this episode, also pay attention because these two girls who got the water thrown at them. If you look closely, watch when they both turn and walk away because that's a completely different camera angle. And on both of those angles, the girls are completely dry when they walk away. So them slapping Bud and walking away was filmed before they filmed the water getting thrown at them. I guess they wanted to make sure that that was the last thing they did and they wanted everything else to be filmed just just so they don't have to go back to makeup and fix anything that the water might have messed up if it hit their face and ruined their makeup there or whatever. So once the girl throws water at them, they slap him and as they turn around and walk away, they're completely dry. So check that out. Next time you watch this. Oh, God, it's a beautiful day, isn't it? Oh, yes. And a perfect spot. Mother Nature, this one's for you. And a dead seagull lands right in front of her. (laughs) Boring? Are you kidding? You are one of the most interesting guys I have ever met. So, tell me more about your life's work. Well, my quest for the perfect tan started when I was only 12. I came from a poor family who uh, couldn't afford a tan. Wow, you've overcome so much. (laughs) That was... I was like, if you say something that's so stupid that even Kelly rolls her eyes, like, there is no hope. Yeah, like how much does a tan cost exactly? Are we talking about the tanning lotion that you couldn't afford? Are we talking about you couldn't afford to drive somewhere where there's no trees? Like what part of – are we talking about tanning beds? Because did that – I mean it could also be like the time that you have to afford to get that level of a tan. You know what I mean? Oh, you couldn't afford the time. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Dedication, damn it. She should have ran over to Bud at that point and said, well, hey, listen, I won, and then be done with it. But, uh, unfortunately, too much time goes by. Hey, Kel, want to go for a Slurpee? Got one. (laughs) So, Chris, want to take me for a ride in your vet? I don't really feel like it. Hey, Chris, want to take me for a ride in your vet? Sure. People in my family always made the comment, was this guy gay or something? 
Now, clearly, he's not. There's some kind of, like... What do you mean, clearly, he's not? I think it's, like, a guy thing. Like, you'd rather uh... hang out with your f- guy friends, and then girls are just for, like, dating or something? <laughs> or not no, for I fun? Did, I did not get that vibe at all. You think he's gay? Yes, 100%. That, that guy looks lame as hell, too. He is clearly not interested in Kelly, and the only reason... He he's just bored and hanging out, and Lisa gets to talk about himself until you know what. I didn't around. get the sense that he was gay. Like I just for some reason I just thought that he what like you know he wasn't interested in her. But I I guess you could make that argument. But that thought didn't cross my mind. Yeah, I don't think he's gay. My gaydar didn't go off there. I mean, it is an odd thing to to say no to a girl and immediately because I guess he doesn't have to drive around in the Corvette. He already got her, you know, figuratively. So, uh, I don't know. I don't think he got her yet, but I just, it, like what dude go like living on the beach. Most dudes who go to the beach are going there to pick up on people. They're not there to just play volleyball and reenact Top Gun. They are there to pick up someone. All right. Gee, alone, Kel. Yeah. Neither of us did any good today. I guess the bet's off. He's my boyfriend. (laughs) Do you feel Bud really won this bet? Now, it's creepy. Let's just end this really fast if we could. Does this girl count as like a a pay-up you lost? They said a squeeze. If they meant squeeze by this little girl squeezing on Bud, then technically he won because uh, it's not like they meant – like obviously they meant some kind of form of hooking up or getting someone's number or something like that. They didn't really specify it. I mean if he wants to accept that win, he can. I wouldn't. Yeah, it's pretty low, Bud. Um, so Steve is now like laughing and reminiscing about his whole ordeal this morning. With the guy he hit with his Mercedes, you know, laughing about the fluids gushing out of his car and how stupid the guy is to think that Steve was as poor as he is when he saw his Mercedes. So that is kind of weird, too, though. Like, why would the guy think Steve has no money? Excuse me. Is this your Mercedes? Well, Steve, I'd recognize it anywhere. It's part of Klaus. By the way, uh, the guy with the sledgehammer said your note, gone to the beach, ha-ha, loser, doesn't quite cover his damage. <laughs> Have a nice day. Marcy recognizes it as Klaus. Like, we uh, we mentioned that earlier on in our show, that that's what he called his Mercedes, so I'm glad we had that continuity in our show, at least. Clearly, Kelly didn't write that note, because she would have spelled ha-ha wrong. His car, again, see... I never seen a guy's car go through so much between animals tearing it up, between a guy torching it, between Marcy hitting a fire hydrant. We never we know well, we don't have proof that the car was torched. We don't, you're right. I'll, so, I'll scratch that one. But can't really say that one. But this now a sledgehammer. Oh yeah, now it's now it's jacked. It's now three incidences with this car already. Plus didn't it isn't this the same car that Marcy wrecked into a fire hydrant? Yeah. Now um the guy leaves them, and he says a line that I never understood for like 20 years, or 30 years, I think. Uh, yeah, 25 years. And, uh, swim with a buddy. Yeah, because of the undertow. 
swim with it, buddy. No, swim with a buddy. Have a person with you when you're swimming. In that case, if you get dragged under by the undertow, which I don't know if you would have, you wouldn't have an undertow in a lake. Oh, and swim with a buddy. Is that really what he said? Yeah, swim with a buddy. When you you go to the beach, you swim with a buddy because if you swim alone, there's no one to help you if you get stung by a jellyfish, if you get caught in the undertow, if you you know get tired, if you get cramps. Like it, Dude, like, you know what's so funny about that? There's this insanely famous and horrible rap song that Hulk Hogan made years ago. <laughs> How did I know it was going to be some ridiculous, like, 80s, like... <laughs> Dude, it is hilarious. Uh, it's... It, it, the, the chorus goes... I think I've actually heard this before. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. It sounds familiar. You had to have. Uh, I'll play it a second, just this one part, because Hulk goes, uh, be sure to work hard, always study, make sure you go yeah, swimming with this. a buddy. <laughs> oh, my God. I've never heard this, but now I have to see it just because oh. if it's, see if it's worse than his appearance in uh, Three Ninjas Kickback High Noon. <laughs> Dude, it is so bad. It is. It's phenom- It's a. It's like as good as as good bad as the movie The Room. Like it is a guy who should not be rapping, and the words are the most corny, cheesy things. It's just beautiful. You have to hear it. It's time for no man to take a little break in the jiggly room. I'm the DJ, and I'm gonna play a little bit of music. So we find out Peg can't sleep without her knee buried into Al's back. No, without Al's knee buried into her back. No, I can't sleep without my knee in your back. Really? That's not what I heard. But you've seen it like 20 million times, so I'll <laughs> take your word over the wrong, me. So I'll just go with Alex. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not always wrong. So that's so that's a fun fact to know about Peg. I didn't. I said usually, to be fair. He did. I think you were right one time. <laughs> now Al does not approve of this whole situation with Bud <clears throat> and this like eight-year-old girl. I mean, that's all she could be. Like, this is totally inappropriate. Uh, and he goes, "We're gonna have a little talk, me and you, young man." And then he just 
in two seconds. Uh, little girl, little girl, can you take a picture? And then they take a picture, the family picture Al's been wanting this whole episode ever since he watched The Eight Family. The picture is the last, you know, image of the show, and Al is cut off from the top of the chest up, and the rest of the family looks great. That was pretty hilarious. <laughs> so all of that, he still didn't even get the right thing. It's just perfect, typical. So, uh, oh, and duh, the reference of the episode, the title... I hate when I just think of this at the end. Life's a beach, obviously. <laughs> Life's a bitch, and then you die. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Language. Yeah, there's children on this episode. And speaking of children, I was a child one time, and my sister was Jen, who we referred to as the real-life Kelly Bundy many times on this show. And this episode was dedicated to her. And I mean the episode of the Married with Children podcast that you just heard. This episode was dedicated to my sister. This is her all-time favorite episode ever. And she posted on our Facebook group page on February 17th, 2017. She can't wait till we cover this episode. I had to break it to her that, you know, we have about a year till we get to it. And oddly enough, here we are dropping it on February 7th. A year later. So that's weird. Like 17th, she posts that in February. February 7th, a year later, we're dropping this review. So almost a year to the day since she made that post. And uh, here it is, Jen. So hope you enjoyed it. And we'll be right back after these important messages. And listen this time very closely. There's some new stuff in there. No Ma'am will be right back to wrap up this week's review. Be sure to join their Facebook group page for all the podcast news and updates. Just type in www.facebook.com slash groups slash Married with Children podcast. Be sure to subscribe to them on iTunes and please leave a review telling them what you think of the show. To subscribe to their YouTube channel, just go to channels and search up Married with Children podcast. Now they are available on the TV Time app. Go to your app store and type in TV Time. Join their Patreon and have access to all of the bonus Married with Children podcast content. You can email them at marriedwchildrenpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for checking out this review. Now the guys are going to give their final thoughts and ratings of this week's episode. Wow, guys, that was Life's a Beach. What a great episode and a great time uh, discussing it. So, uh, Justin, how many dead birds are falling out of the sky as you give a toast to Mother Nature? <laughs> Is that what she did, right? Yeah, she gave a toast to Mother Nature. <laughs> uh... Yeah, out of, out of five for this episode. I like this episode. I, I, I really do. Like I could see I knew that you referenced this episode before in like pictures or something like that. You know, the beach episode. So, you know, that's that's cool. And like you, if I 
became like a super fan of this show, which I, I'm I'm already a fan. I wouldn't consider myself a super fan, even though I, it, is it even possible to not call yourself a super fan when you have host a damn podcast on the show? <laughs> but you know, if I was to, you know, this is an episode I'd probably pull out at the beginning of summer or something like that. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm really into doing things like that, and it gets me in the mood for like what's ahead. You know, like perfect way to kick off the 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 you know warmer weather and stuff do, like that so do you want us to get you a uh, 1985 chicago's bear hat <laughs> dude i would totally burn a 1985 chicago Ooh. bears hat i'm just kidding um but no i couldn't rock it but it would be cool to have i guess yeah i just couldn't rock it uh so yeah i i thought that i thought the um you know i i really was surprised at, at the uh the g-spot joke like <laughs> that killed me and then um uh, even, even, you know, one of the, we mentioned it, but I, I guess I didn't touch on how funny it was to me, but even just the slight moment when the Bundys get to the beach and Al drops that stuff, like that kid's like, daddy, look what I made or something. <laughs> he walks away. Like, I just literally burst out laughing. Cause it just like, so kind of subtle. It's just like, well, it's gone. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? And it's like, Oh, it looks like the Bundy's arrived. You know what I mean? Like just destruction in, in the path. Uh, I think that was a little underrated of a joke that, that we didn't really discuss too much, but I, it killed for me personally. Uh, so I thought this episode was really good. Honestly, like I, I had a good time with it. It was, it was cool. Um, four dead birds, birds falling out of the sky while toasting to mother nature <laughs> four <laughs> out of five that means he really liked it yeah we never really even addressed like the whole um like where they were on the beach like clearly they were at, at the end of the beach like <laughs> hopefully it's a short beach or whatever because <laughs> everyone's like at the back along the fence pretty much uh so jerry how about you how many when i walk out onto the beach Laying at my feet would be four and a half dead birds out of five. I almost went five, but I couldn't find um, something iconic enough to to mark it. But it is what I would consider an iconic episode. You don't really learn anything new about the Bundys per se that will like continue forward. But you got a lot of the classic tropes for the characters: Al not getting seduced by another woman, uh, Bud getting turned down by other women. Kelly trying to go after other men. Like you get a lot of stuff that's just fantastic. Um, once again, I love when Steve and Marcy do something that's under what they would, they would normally talk down to people who did this kind of thing. And now they've done it and they get punished for it, which is a ongoing thing that happens in married children that I really, really enjoy. Um, Peggy for once is not horrible in this episode. The past four or five episodes, Peggy's been just absolutely horrible. And in this one, she's not and I was appreciative of that break. She was actually really funny in this episode and all of her banter between her and Al, none of it was like too vicious. It was all on point. Um, so yeah, this is definitely an episode I will definitely be going back and watching a lot. I don't I don't really have any negatives towards the episodes. It's, it's absolutely hilarious and it ends in a classic, um, while Al did have a... a good time he still got screwed in the end and that's what matters <laughs> yes he did um yeah i mean i think you know my rating already uh it's five dead birds out of the sky out of five when i'm toasting the mother nature this is just uh such a great time it always 
I'm always so happy to watch it. It's a great summer tradition for me. Um, you know, everything that went on, like you guys said, starting at the house, um, the signs the kids walk in. You know, that's like a lot of effort for like a subtle, quick thing. Have, making up those signs and stuff and, and seeing their the lower ends of their lifestyle and things and what they have to do to eat or whatever they were doing. Seeing how dumb Kelly is with the blind guy. Just the Steve and Marcy thing. They're going to the beach. It's May. Well, according to IMDb, it was May 21st. So this actually was released in May. So that was a... It's cool how it lined up with what Marcy was saying. Yeah, everything was great. All the jokes were great. Everything. The beach is great. I loved all the girls in this episode uh, that I'm allowed to love. None of the underage ones. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. I, I even love the guys. I think they're great. I mean, that's like funny 80s guys to me, and I love that stuff. Like, I, I thought the guys in, in Troy's were hilarious, like the Zorro and the construction worker. That's, that's like, those 80s good-looking or whatever you want to call them guys are hilarious to me. And th- these guys were no exception. Uh, the lifeguard, especially Kelly's boyfriend, Chris, he's just it's just so funny to look at that hair and just to see how they act. It's just great to me. Um, so yeah, the whole thing is just pretty perfect and it ends off with a great joke. That picture is just picture perfect, picture perfect episode. Yeah, this is definitely a part of the golden years. So tune in next week guys, because we're going to review here's looking at you kid when a neighborhood peeping Tom has taken a peek at everyone on the block except Peggy she rectifies the situation by leaving him a ladder and milk and cookies. <laughs>